Shut up and sit down. There we go. How you doing, man? Good, good. How's it going? Good, brother. Good. Thanks for taking the time to be on a guy think podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure, man. I love everything that supports the cause. Awesome, man. Yeah, I, uh, big fan of yours. I I've been watching a lot of BKFC uh, pretty much since Feldman brought it back. Uh, I've been into it, and it's my favorite combat sport. Absolutely love it. Seen your fights. Your fights are amazing. Uh, you just come in swinging. I mean, obviously uh, a train calculated uh, approach that you have, but. You know, it's what bare knuckles all about, man. You come in, you raise hell, you get these these victories. The last one I saw with Shof was a, uh, I mean, a great match, excellent, brutal TKO. So uh, it was it was it was great, man. It was very entertaining. I'm like, I got to get this guy on the podcast. I've been getting a bunch of the fighters on. So again, thanks for coming on, my man. That's my pleasure. Awesome, dude. Awesome. So. Um, the last fight, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to like go through the archives. I was trying to get as many fights as I could find on you. And uh, the the last, last one that I saw was the knockout that you had against Shop. Is that true? Well, actually, we had a rematch. And uh, in the rematch in Cancun, uh, he came away with a TKO victory. Okay. Um, I'm just a heavy hitter, man. I felt that if I was a gonna finish out that fight i would have eventually got the the knockout he was starting to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. um he came in with a much better game plan he was keeping his distance a lot more and he was landing from the outside i swing kind of wild and i don't keep my my hands up as much as i should he was landing a lot um i got a huge laceration actually it was this side on the inside of my cheek and started filling up with blood Oh wow! And uh, they thought that my jaw was broken, so they stopped the fight. But I was still hanging in there, man. I wasn't complaining at all. I was ready for more. Awesome, dude. What got you into bad knuckle? What was the 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 uh, selling point for you? Um. Uh, well, I did like ten years of MMA, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved every minute of it. Uh, then I had a retinal detachment. I got cleared by the doctors, and every time I came back uh, and tried to come back into MMA I just kept blowing my knees out I was I started off as a jiu-jitsu guy Mm -hmm. um, wrestled a little bit in high school and just years of damage to to my knees and and my MCLs I've torn them a bunch of times Mm -hmm. and every time I would try to get back into a MMA camp they were just I would just have problems again so then when I was watching um BKFC won. My buddy Joey Beltran fought on that card, and I was like so happy. I didn't know he was going to be on it, and I Joey's texted him dude. right afterwards. Yeah, you know, yeah. great fights. He's a great yeah. stand-up dude, and mm-hmm. I mean, stand-up all around. Like in life, he's just a cool dude. And um, when I saw him, I was like, wow, like this is you're you're like a part of history. You're like a part of UFC one. You know, you did yeah. BKFC one, and I wanted to be on the next one. And then I was like, you know, convince my wife that I would uh, it's okay for me to come out of retirement and um, we did it you know together I did it with her support and I went out and I did you know I started training and I was noticing that you know boxing just not hard on my knees like jiu-jitsu and wrestling is and I was able to put in a full camp I got a hold of Dave Feldman he gave me a shot you know um, that card was um, got a little bit mixed up and Tom and I ended up being the last fight of the night 
so we fell off the back end of the of, of the pay-per-view the camera crew had already shut it down and we're lucky we even had the footage to be honest yeah and um you, you know dave told me he thought it was that night bkfc too he thought it was the fight of the night um tom landed some good solid hits and i came back with the knockout mm-hmm. yeah it was great man i i enjoyed it a lot I was uh, I was pissed that I couldn't. I knew you guys had two fights, and I was pissed that I couldn't see the other fight. I just wasn't sure if it was before or after you got the knockout victory over him. So thanks for clarifying for me. Now, if you like, for guys that are in your situation that have you know obviously trained for many years, fought on a professional level, uh, and maybe are having some sort of issues in the knee or or somewhere else. Do you feel like BKFC is kind of you could still have that opportunity to fight on a professional level, but not take a, a toll as if you were on the mat and ground and pound and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, after all, the whole kind of theory behind it is that it's better for your brain than actual boxing mm-hmm. because, first of all, the rounds are shorter, the fight is shorter, you're getting hit with just this, you know, just that when you get bone on bone, you get all the superficial damage, which makes mm-hmm. for bloody fights, which spectators love, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not giving you the pounding to the brain that the big gloves are. You can just punch somebody so many more times in the head without breaking your hand. Mm-hmm. That it's actually uh, it's a lot safer, you know. Even though it looks a lot bloodier to us, I mean, combat athletes, we're like, that's nothing. That's just superficial. It doesn't do nothing. Wow. Um, so I enjoy the fight very much. I think for my body, it's way easier to put up with one of these camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 40 years old, man, and I could still get in there and throw down for uh, two minutes. Uh, the two minute round. Also, it just um, it makes it uh, more exciting because you you can keep a different pace for two minutes. It doesn't matter how good of a shape it is. You're you can go a lot closer to sprinting for two minutes than you can for three minutes, no matter who you are. You know, That's so cool. the way it's set up, I love it, and I think it's great for uh, us people that are kind of like transitioning out of MMA. Uh, one more thing is, you know. Until the sport continues to blow up, to which I think it will, I think it will reach crazy heights. But until it gets to that point, and there's way more money for the athletes, um, you're not going to get a lot of the young boxers in there because you know the risk of breaking your hand is definitely significantly higher. Mm-hmm. And if you're a very talented boxer, so you're probably going to decide to go with boxing, and it's a much easier sport for them. You know, like mm-hmm. they they see it like, oh well, it's, I don't get banged up every time. You know. Right. So they, do you see like more guy more of this like a conversion for guys? Maybe they're on the tail end of their career in boxing or MMA, and, and or maybe they, you know, halfway through their career, they're like, you know what, I think I'm going to make a switch, as opposed to guys that are just training straight for bare knuckle for right for right now until it gets super super popular. Yeah, well, there's a, I already talked to a couple of young guys that just fell in love with it, and then they're like, yeah, that's all I do want to do. Um, I mean, the chances of having a shorter career is, is, is way more likely in this sport, mm-hmm. but it's still a beautiful sport, and if somebody does want to pursue it, if you love something, you got to do it. You can't hold back, you know? You're not going to be happy with yourself. So if somebody does want to pursue it and they're young, I say do it, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Shit. Why not, right? You live once. May as well. Right. What about, right. What about uh, how many times have you broken your hand just bare knuckle? Uh, twice already, and I mean, in I've broken it in MMA as well. Mm-hmm. But basically, I would love to fight more often, 
but it it is a little bit of a brutal sport. I've gotten injured after every single fight. I've had to take time off. The first fight with Tom, I broke my orbital and I had to take time. Got cleared medically, came back. Um, the second fight, I broke my thumb, had to have surgery. Was that the Instagram medically. I saw with the pins coming out? Yeah, 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 man. I got a, I shattered that bone, and I'm so thick-headed that I didn't even know it was broken. I a week after my fight, I went to the doctor to get the stitches removed. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, uh, have you x-rayed your hand? I was like, no, nah, it feels fine. <laughs> it, it was like, it was literally like this thick, like the thumb was like this thick, but I could move it. So I thought it was fine, you know? And, yeah. um, he, she was like, uh, yeah, it looks pretty bad. And I was like, no, I was like, look, I can move it. And, and like, she's like, dude, let's just get an x-ray. And we go to get the x-ray and she comes back and she's like, yeah, she's like, it's broken in three places and it's in two different pieces. And I'm like, oh shit. And wow. it's like you know like really displaced shit can't so, do any thumb wrestling yeah um <laughs> it's i i a lot of i lost a little bit of height on it too it's a little bit shorter now so oh, definitely got to give up the thumb wrestling <laughs> but uh she yeah she said that if i didn't get the surgery it was never going to be the same again so i got it done and mm -hmm. that delayed my my return and now i'm trying to talk to dave and and he's trying to get me on the card for october 19th i believe Okay, and uh, October nineteenth, Orlando. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the location yet. Okay, hopefully that'd be cool. <clears throat> fight in Florida. I, I'm out there. I went on the website and uh, didn't have a date locked down yet, but it, I figured it's going to be in October because it seems like every other month is an event, and it it said Orlando, but it, it said venue to be determined, the date to be determined. So hopefully it's in Orlando because that's my neck of the woods, and I'll be there. Oh, nice! That'd be yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope I hope you're on eight, man, because uh, uh, you know, obviously it's been a few. Now I know why you haven't been there, but uh, I'd love to see you back on there, man, because it's always a it's always a show when you get in the ring, bro. Dude, I'm not getting any younger. I just want to get <laughs> as many of these in before I have to retire, right? And then I can just go off into my next career as a professional artist and say I did everything I could in the sport. I don't want to leave anything, you know. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Well, true. That's very true, man. That's very true. And I saw the artwork, talking about your artwork, man. Very interesting stuff. Very cool, very different. Uh, I, I would tell you, man, like, so when I was looking at it, for me, like, I when I was growing up, I was a big wrestling fan, right? So when I saw your, um, uh, your artwork and then I saw you dressed in drag, I was like, this guy's like the new gold dust you know like because gold dust you know with the paint and everything and the wig yeah, yeah. and he was always fucking with people in the ring and stuff and with all the mind games i'm like you definitely threw me for a loop man i was like it was cool looking you know the picture and everything i was just like wait a minute what's, hold on a second hold on what's going on here because i've seen your fights right but i didn't see your artwork at the time so when i saw your fights i'm like all right badass dude tatted up everywhere knocking guys out fighting like old school fucking you know bare knuckle and then i see the the picture of you sitting on the toilet bowl with all the makeup and the wig i'm like what the fuck is going on here so you gotta you gotta fill me in bro all right um so basically um you know dominic cruz uh ufc bantamweight champion for a long time he was there uh he's a teammate of mine and um a friend of his that I also know, Jimmy Harbison, who's a pretty good black belt, very like above average, you know, really talented American black belt, um, went through this uh, 
emotional intelligence course. I don't know if a, you know a lot of people know about that stuff, but it's like comparing how you deal with your emotions and treat people versus your intelligence, which is actually a better deciding factor of how successful you're going to be. So, um, you know, you can be smart as fuck, but if you're like, you know, like can't relate or talk to people, you know, like a robot, then you can't, you're not going to go nowhere in life. So Dominic took this course, Jimmy put him onto it. Dominic fell in love with it and he got my MMA coach, Eric Del Fiero, who coaches a shit ton of guys in the UFC and Bellator. And, um, he started putting fighters through it and he got me into it. And it's a it's a course where you have like a coach and, and then you set some goals and, and you work on vulnerability and all kinds of emotional stuff. So being a professional artist, um, a lot of business people go through that course and they're like CEOs and they just want to do business related shit. So they force you to have one creative goal. Now as an artist, that like my, my career goal was to paint 40 paintings in 100 days. That's like a goal that I put myself during the class. They said, why don't you try something different than what everything else you do and outside of your comfort zone. Uh, I was raised by a single mom. I had uh, two gay older cousins that I grew up with. And I just always had like a, a ton of feminine influence around my house. So I don't know why. I just, it came out of the blue. It's nothing that I had ever wanted to do before. But I said to myself, fuck, maybe I should just do like a drag show, you know, like I've been on TV a bunch of times, I've done interviews, I like talking in front of people, the shit that bothers people don't doesn't usually like bother me. So to push myself really out of my comfort zone, I came up with that uh, idea to do a drag show. <laughs> and I did it. And the response was crazy. It's like all my friends that are fighters that you would think would be like, fuck, what the fuck is this? They all thought it was hilarious and supported it. And like, you know, um, so I find it really fun. And um, it's been like a boost for my art career too. Like a lot of people have reached out for me and they want prints of the photographs and mm -hmm. I'm doing a, a gallery show, uh, September 7th in uh Boyle Heights in LA. Mm -hmm. And the gallery owner like asked me like, Hey, could you show up and drag, you know? And I was like, fuck it. Happy to oh, oblige. <laughs> I just, I'm a weird <laughs> kid, man. I, uh, you know, just being an artist, trying to be an artist mm -hmm. as your main profession really sets you apart from most people. Mm -hmm. And for my mentality, it's just like, I just want to have the weirdest fucking life I possibly can because I don't like being normal and I don't like normal shit. And I'm fucking, with you on that one. I'm with you. Like, like five jobs, yeah. It's crazy because, like, you know, we when we're born and raised and we grow up, the world is, it, we're, it's kind of instilled what the world tells us what's right and what's wrong or tells us what you should do, what you shouldn't do, right? But <clears throat> that's just the world. Like, who's to say what what you're doing is you know, it's only not hurting anybody. I mean, who's to say it's bad or not, you know? So yeah, exactly. I, I agree with yeah. you, man. hundred percent. I agree with you. That's why I do this podcast. You know, no, no, at least nobody in my circle of friends that I've ever dealt with did a podcast before, you know? So I'm like, I, I want to do one. Fuck it. Why not? So that's good, man. That's off to you, bro. You know, for sure. I want to ask you this. So, cause this is like my creative side thinking, I'm like, how cool would it be if like you would incorporate your art in, and the fighting at the same time? Like, because, you know, I'm thinking about my, like, wrestling days. And I used to watch wrestling. But how cool would it be, like, you just come out, like, just dressed up just to, like, totally, like, psych out the, the opponent, you know? Or come out, like, re art-related, you know, your entrance and your, your whole getup and everything. Do you ever think about doing something like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, now that I've seen um, the liberty, it's, like, it's fun to push people's limits, you know? 
like not everybody was cool with it some people got uncomfortable and for me as somebody who's good at pushing buttons it that part was enjoyable too so it's like if if i do that if i show up and drag to the weigh-ins you know fucking some people are gonna flip the fuck out you know and <laughs> people awesome. some people are gonna think it's great and some people are gonna fucking be angry and that's cool you know like yeah. it, exactly just like wrestling you there's people you want to love and people you want to hate you know right and people can fucking you know get in line and whatever line they want to do i don't give a shit you know just fucking i'm being myself and mm -hmm. yeah i think that would be a lot of fun yeah. um we're working on a documentary right now and it's about the contrast between my life as a fighter and an artist mm -hmm. so basically uh, i had an art show about a year ago uh at a small gallery and um when i wasn't there somebody bought a painting they got my phone number from the gallery owner and he contacted me and he was like hey i'm um you know i'm an independent filmmaker has anybody ever documented what you do and i said no and he said would you be interested in making like a 20 minute short film so i said yes uh he's from la he came down to san diego his name's john padilla mm -hmm. he filmed me for about uh one weekend you know like and then he decided fuck dude he goes you know i think we could do more more with this than a little short would you be interested in doing this uh, like a longer length documentary and i said yeah of course so for the past year he's been uh, following me around and um now we're trying to get the movie funded so we can get it we have talked to a couple people on netflix and we're trying to get it on one of the larger platforms but we have to raise some funds to get the the project completed so we can film uh, we need to get all the footage cleared by BKFC. Mm -hmm. um, we need to fly the crew out to, to the next fight so we can get some behind the scenes when I'm cutting weight. Maybe, you know, possibly show up to the weigh-ins dra in drag and shit. That would be yeah. super cool because it mixes all the aspects of my weird-ass fucking life, you know? <laughs> As a fighter, an artist, and now fucking a drag queen. So uh, we're just trying to put out something different out there, you know? There's a lot of the same crap that you see get recycled over and over on TV. And you go to the fucking movies now, man, and you just, you don't see one new movie, you know? Everything's a remake, a right. reboot, or or a sequel, you know? And it's like, man, where's the creativity? Where's the, the new stuff, you know? True. That's true. And I, I like what you do, man. I, I, I'm all for it. I think it's entertaining, um, you know, and why not, man? I think I think it would be really good. You know, I think people would definitely take to it. it would definitely get a lot of attention for sure. You know, and um, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, show up on the way in, like just you know, all dressed in drag, and 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 then you know, have him question: Is he going to show up in drag at the fight, or is he going to you know come out, you know, just regular? You know, like what's going to happen? And then you can play that mind game, like you know, because I'm always thinking, I'm like, it could be the killer or the queen coming out. You know, you don't know right. who's coming. You know, just like yeah. a like a whole a and skin. They'll, and they'll, either one will knock you out. That's the fucking problem. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> dude. I you think got knockout power, dude. both pants, man. <laughs> I think it would be sick, man. If you were like dressed in drag in the ring fighting, I'd be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like everybody else would. I think it'd be cool, but just a thought. But I thought it would, I thought it'd be pretty funny. But that's cool, Ben. So, um, what about like, um, all right? So we're hoping to get into BKFC eight. You know that would be great. Um, what's uh, I guess? How many more you think you got in you? Like, or how many more would you like to go? Because I know you said eventually you'd like to, you know, at some point retire because it's not a sport that you could go for a very long time. What do you? What, what's in it for you right now? Well, I mean, I love it, man. Honestly, 
if this sport had come out when I was in my 20s, I would have definitely walked away from MMA to pursue this full time because I think it just fits my personality and my fighting style a lot better. Um, in life in general, I've never been that good at multitasking, which is kind of what MMA is. It's like being to be really talented in MMA is switching the gears between the grappling and the striking and the wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, boom, throwing a combo, going straight to a takedown. That's the kind of shit that throws people off. Um, never been my forte and just two fists, man, full power, just going nuts is exactly what I like to do, you know, put on a show. So I love it. I don't want to retire. I just know that they're at 40 years old. There's not going to be, you know, that much more left as far as a career in a sport where you fucking break something almost every time you go out there. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put any limits on myself. Cool. I eat healthier than most people. I take better care than, you know, even most athletes. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do it until I feel like I'm just not competitive anymore. And, and sure. you know, and that's always a dilemma for fighters. It's like, do you want to retire on top? And almost nobody ever does because fighters, the real ones that stick around that long, they love fighting. Yeah. And then it's like, it kind of hurts your soul to know you have to give it up. So you're always going to go out on a loss or two, you know, and be like, okay, shit, I'm not, I'm not what I used to be. And then it's that harsh reality and you have to make that decision. But for me, it's like, I want to fucking keep going out there. If I'm still feeling good at the gym and feel like I could put together a good camp and, and mm -hmm. get in there, I want to do it. I want to fucking do it until I can't possibly do it. Cause then you have no regrets when, sure. when the doctor calls in and goes, you can't compete anymore. Then that's when you're like, fucker. I mean, what can I complain about that? That's out of my hands, you know? Very true. Yeah, I like that. Control what you can control, right? So I definitely uh, appreciate those words, man. And uh, so also I wanted to tell you, let me know, like after we're done uh, with this podcast, let me know the information so I can let my listeners know how to help you raise funds for the project that you guys are working on with the documentary because I'll be happy to, you know, blast it out there and let people know and, you know, I'll put a message at the end of this video so when I get everything all set up, this way here people know so just uh thank you man. Give me that information i really appreciate that yeah bro of course man i'm a big fan of the bkfc big fan of yours and i want to see this thing grow me personally i think the bkfc is going to blow up i feel like it's ufc 25 years ago what do you think about it definitely 100 yeah. percent um there's just the the big difference between the ufc and most striking sports mm -hmm. is that when the groundwork gets very technical, it's very hard for a lay person that has never competed to see the little chess moves that are going on that make it so interesting. Mm -hmm. But most lay people, most lay persons that watch a stand-up fight know what's going on. You know, it's, it's, it's a little more intuitive. You're figuring out, okay, that dude's getting his fucking ass kicked right now. You know, where you could see somebody doing a ground move and go, I don't really know what's going on. Like who's, who, you know, like who, who's winning this exchange? You know, you can't really tell. Sure. So I think that's the benefit that BKFC has in its corner mm -hmm. is that most people that just like combat sports but are not like trained practitioners mm -hmm. can appreciate a stand-up fight a lot better. And with, with BKFC, man, it's not boxing, bro. It's not like those judges' positions where, where you see 12 rounds and, and – neither of them have a fucking bump or a bruise and you're like who won that fight yeah. somebody looks fucked up <laughs> at the end of a yeah. bare boxing match and you usually know who looks more fucked up like you can yeah. see that shit and yeah. that's great it's a great fucking sport five two minute rounds amazing yeah. 
that's perfect. Action. And there's no draws because yeah. it's an odd even, it's an odd uh, it's an odd number of rounds. So which is perfect. Yeah. Like boxing twelve rounds. There could be a possibility of a draw. It's not going to happen in BKFC. So I like that too. Yeah. I mean, technically, I guess it could. I guess if you get some weird cards in there where somebody mm-hmm. gets a ten eight round, but true man. In BKFC, if you get a 10-8 round, it's like that pretty much means I think the ref should have stopped it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> true. Very true, man. Well, bro, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be on a Guy Think podcast. I appreciate it very much, man. Big fan of yours. Hoping to see you on BKFC 8 because I'm really looking forward to the event. I hope it's in Orlando. If it is, you'll be seeing me there, brother. I look forward to it, man. I would love to be there. Uh, for the documentary, the name of the documentary is called The Combat Artist. It's on Kickstarter. And we're trying to get it funded. The funding will pay for the camera crew to come out, get all the behind-the-scenes shit. Uh, we can finish uh, filming towards the end of the year. So far, they've been working for free on the project for almost a year. Okay. And also, uh, all the editing and music and all the stuff that goes into making it um, the type of quality that you can see on a big platform like Netflix or Amazon. Okay. So it's called The Combat Artist, and it's on Kickstarter. And uh, I'll send you a link, and if you could post that with it, that'd be awesome. Absolutely, brother. I'll share it in my story. I'll put it on uh, social media. I'll make sure everybody knows, man. Thank you again, Diego. I appreciate you, brother. Just real quick to anybody there that's interested, there's a trailer of the movie on there. And any donation helps, man. If you could throw just 10, 20 bucks, if everybody did that, we'd have the thing paid off in no time. Don't think that like, oh, I can't afford to do something, so I'm not going to do it. If you're interested, please check the project out and be a part of it. Awesome, man. Diego, thanks again, brother. Thank you very much. God bless you. You and your family, man. Hope to see you on BKFCA, brother. Anytime, man. It's been a pleasure contacting me when you're out there, and we'll get a drink after the fight. All right. Sounds good, brother. Take care, man.